Hi, I'm Dr. Thomas McGinn, the Executive Vice President for the Physician Enterprise here at Common Spirit Health. Today is April 4th, and welcome to the five-minute check-in. We have a lot to cover, as always. We're going to talk about COVID, what's happening across the United States, what's happening here at Common Spirit Health. We have two guests, one to talk about the new booster recommendations that just came out from the CDC and the FDA, and another guest to talk about a New England Journal publication about asthma. We have some celebrations to mention, and also I'm going to encourage all of you to sign up for the Physician Enterprise Summit, which is coming on April 19th, and it's virtual. So let's get started. We have a lot to cover. As we can see across the United States, cases of COVID are down in almost every region in the United States. Hospitalizations are down. And really what's encouraging is to see we have the lowest daily mortality since the beginning of the Omicron variant surge. So that's very promising news. The new variant, the BA2, is on the rise. But again, hospitalizations are down and mortality is down. So I think we're in a good place. So as I mentioned, both the CDC and the FDA have approved a second booster shot for those over the age of 50. And this can be a little bit complicated, but I'm so happy to have Dr. Ankita Sagar with us here today, the new vice president for clinical standards, to talk about these recommendations to all of us. Uh, so welcome, Dr. Sagar, and thank you for, for uh, sharing your ideas about this. Can you summarize these recommendations for us? Sure, happy to. So when I think about the booster, the second booster, there's three main categories. One, age 50 and up. Two, there's a special circumstance under the Johnson Johnson vaccine. And the third one is those patients who are maybe under 50, but are immunocompromised. The first one, 50 and up, those are going to be people who received their first booster four months ago and are due now for their second booster with an mRNA vaccine. Now, the second group that's a special circumstance, those are gonna be people who received a Johnson Johnson vaccine and their first booster with a Johnson Johnson. But now they are eligible for a second booster with an mRNA vaccine. So we right. can cover them also. And then the third group is the immunocompromised patients. So this is gonna be their second booster that they can receive four months after their first booster. Just to level set, immunocompromised, we're talking about moderate to severe immunocompromised patients. And a refresher for these patients, their primary series are vaccines one, two, and three. And then their first booster is actually their injection number four. And then their second booster now will be injection number five. Right, so this is all summarized in some, in some of our uh, attachments here. And it can be a little confusing, but I think, is it right to say the vast majority of what we're going to be dealing with is the first case, which is a fourth booster recommendation for folks over the age of 50. Is that right? Absolutely. So these are people who receive the mRNA vaccine. They're over 50 and four months since their last vaccine dose. Got it. Now, I've been hearing from friends and family. They seem a little hesitant, even though they took the first booster. Like, do you really think I need this next booster? Um any words of wisdom for health physicians to talk to their patients about this next booster shot? Sure. So we have to set the premise of shared decision-making, but we want to also encourage them to think about it in the essence that we know immunity veins over time. So four to six months after the last shot is probably the best time to get the vaccine. And now we're coming up on holidays and the summer vacations and trips. So we want to socialize. We want to see our loved ones. Mm -hmm. And getting a booster before we do that is a good idea. 
Yeah, I think uh, talking about that ability to socialize with some confidence and sense of freedom is usually a good way to engage our patients. So as always, thank you for your advice, your wisdom, and joining us today in the five-minute check-in. Thank you a lot, Dr. Sagar. Thanks. So now we're going to talk about a new publication that came out in the New England Journal uh, related to asthma, particularly in the Latinx and Black community, and some of the efforts to try to make a change in this disproportionate impact that asthma has on these communities. And I'm really happy today to have Dr. Rajan Merchant with me, who's an asthma immunologist uh, at the Woodland Clinics. And he's gonna talk to us about this publication, the implications of it, and translate this for us. So thanks for joining us and uh, tell us about this article. Tell me first right up front, what's the bottom line? What's the change? Yeah, so thank you uh, for having me um, on this uh, episode. Uh, so the New England Journal basically published an article that talked about reliever-triggered inhaled steroids in Black and Latinx uh, populations, basically a real-world study to try to reduce the number of exacerbations and improve asthma control, and uh, basically was able to demonstrate that you know individuals, when they are in charge of their care, especially, um, again, individuals that are disproportionately affected in healthcare, you know, can have the same improvements in asthma outcomes as, you know, other populations, essentially. And so uh, this uh, treatment basically allowed individuals to use a low-dose inhaled steroid with their normal reliever medications when they are having symptoms and was able to show a decrease in uh, asthma exacerbations, uh, reduced uh, missed school or work days, and um, also improved asthma control. So if I'm an asthmatic and I'm on my maintenance therapy, I would normally reach for a little beta agonist because I'm having shortness breath during the day. What they're saying in this study is now, in addition, take a low-dose corticosteroid inhaler and versus compared to a group that didn't do that. And Correct. it's sort of an educational process to teach patients how to do that. And, and that had a, a pretty pretty big impact. Yeah, it definitely had a big impact. It goes along with some of the other current guidelines that have looked at using uh, combination inhalers with uh, glucocorticosteroids and long-acting beta agonists. And, and this one showed the same sort of improvements uh, with just using a, an inhaled corticosteroid with you know, current you know, short-acting beta agonists. Great. All right. Well, you know, you're doing amazing work uh, treating your asthmatics, and I think we're going to look forward to working with you to see how we can make sure everyone is adopting this new form of therapy uh, for asthmatics. So thanks for joining us, Dr. Merchant. Thank you. And now into some celebrations. In the Midwest, we have two groundbreakings that took place for two clinics. The first is a center located in North Omaha in CHI Health Emanuel Campus. It's a 38,000 square foot building with 69 exam rooms and a wide variety of services. The second center is over 28,000 square feet in West Omaha. And this new CHI Health Clinic in Elkhorn will have 39 exam rooms and will also include a wide variety of services. So congratulations to both groups in opening up those new centers. So as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, on April 19th, the Physician Enterprise will be holding its annual virtual summit. And I strongly encourage all of you to RSVP. There'll be a QR code available in the email and in this episode. And some of our speakers will be Lloyd Dean, our CEO, several members of the Board of Trustees, Chris Lowney and Tony Hardy-Waller. We'll have guest speaker, Brent James, one of the thought leaders in creating systemness within big health systems. So please RSVP and join us on April 19th. 
normally in my emails to you, I include links to the references and the publications that we've discussed, occasionally a podcast that I reference. But today I'm going to give you a link so you can get some music. Uh, I'm a huge fan of music. Uh, I listen to every genre. I love new music, old music. And yes, last night I listened to the entire Grammys from beginning to end, and there were some amazing musicians. But the one that really, really moved me was John Legend and his new song in support of the Ukrainians. And he had some Ukrainian artists join him, a singer, a poet, and I found it very moving. And I hope you also find this uplifting. And in this link, you can find your way to John Legend's new song. So thank you for joining me, and I'll see you in two weeks at the next five-minute check-in.